Hey friends, welcome back to Flourishing in Faith. If you're on your daily walk, drive, to work, or school, or simply just making dinner, I pray these conversations bring glory to God and ultimately draw you closer to Him. I decree that your relationship with Jesus will flourish and faithful fruit will be the evidence of that. Alrighty friends, welcome back to day day 5 of Podcastmas. Not Actually, not day 5. We're in day 6 actually of Podcastmas. And it has been so much fun. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that has joined the podcast and is able to come alongside me and just um, read, this, read the Bible together and want to deep dive into the Word more. Because that's the goal of this podcast, to deep dive into the Word together. Today, we actually have the podcast live. I have uh, we're on our Tuesday lives on Instagram. So if you're from the Tuesday lives and you go back to watch it the next day, edited version, comment down below and I'll heart your comment. Alrighty, friends. Today we are talking about Luke 6. So if you have your Bibles, go on, read Luke 6 and come back or read it after this or read it during this. Um, but I'm kind of sharing with you my highlights, the highlights that God kind of pointed out to me personally, and we'll um, get started on that. So, this begins when Jesus is healing and eating and teaching on the Sabbath. So, kind of verse 3 through 11 talks about Jesus doing things on the Sabbath, and it's really interesting because all these Pharisees were getting mad because Jesus was healing on the Sabbath and that according to their the Mosaic law was wrong and Jesus's response is what really stuck out to me in all of this and even in verse 3 he asked them simply have you not even read this what David did when he was hungry and he who those who were with him. And he gave the example of how he went into the house of God and took and ate the showbread and also gave some to those who are with them, which is not lawful for any priest to eat. And he also says that the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. And it kind of just like Jesus, you know, said that for sure. Because he is. Jesus is all supreme over all of these rules and all these laws and all these things because Jesus in is God and he is Lord. So it was like he plainly just said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. So that's what I believe. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, we'll take you at your word, Jesus. Alrighty. Another thing that really stuck out to me was in verse seven, it says that the Pharisees and scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely, whether or not he would heal on the Sabbath, that they may find an accus- accusation against him. And it was really interesting. Like, they watched him closely only for his destruction. And I was like, wow. I'm like, I don't, that don't sit right well with me. But, I mean, have you ever experienced somebody in your life um, that watches you very closely, that watches what you do, watches what you say, only for your destruction? I mean, there's definitely going to be people out there, especially if you follow Jesus. There's going to be people out there that are going to watch you, but they're going to watch you only for your destruction. And watch you only to talk about you or to gossip about you. And sadly, that's more common than we think. But the reason why is because they had no love for him, it says. And that we can still believe Jesus. And it's funny because they were watching to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. They believed that Jesus had all of these. He They believed that he could heal. They believed that he can heal. 
But the fact of the matter is that they had no love for the one that can heal, for the one that does heal people. Like they didn't have love for Jesus. They only wanted to accuse and wanted to ridicule. And I thought that was really, really, really interesting. Alrighty. And then the next part that kind of stuck out to me was Jesus in verse 12 about choosing his apostles. And before he even did, did any of that, he went to pray. He went and all night to the mountain to pray. And he went all night in prayer to God. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, I wrote down in my notes that, I mean, he could just rely on his, his own strength and what he thought. But no, he chose to seek God all night long. And to seek him all night long and to pray and see what God had to say about this. And it just shows that even Jesus needed to pray. Even Jesus in his flesh, because obviously he was man and and um, God. So he had to, in his, he was a son of man. So he still had that flesh inside of him. He had to crucify himself still and find, and find what God had to say about the situation. Because obviously he was still man. So, I thought it was so interesting. And I'm like, how much more? I'm like, it just shows me, like, every time. Because, I mean, last, yesterday, we talked about how, you know, he was praying, you know, with by himself to pray. And I'm, I'm you know, in the chaos of all the people trying to, all the Pharisees trying to come at him. And then all the people coming to him to get saved and to get healed and to get delivered. And, like, that's a lot. But then he went to pray evermore. And then... The next day, he went to pray all night long. Didn't get no sleep. And so I'm like, well, it really makes me think, like, how much more do I need to be praying? You know? Like, do I need to be praying more? And I feel like I do in some senses. I feel like I need to, you know, maybe pray some more. And I don't know. So that's just my thought process behind all that. But I thought that was really admirable. Obviously, Jesus is admirable because he's perfect and he's God. But... It was just admirable to see that and to just be like, yeah, that maybe it's not something that I could be working on. Alrighty. In verse 20, it's talking about how it starts with like the Sermon on the Mount. So this is the, basically this is like the Luke version of the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount. This is like the Luke version of the Sermon on the Mount. And basically it it talks about the blessed are you and the woes. The blessed, the blessings and the woes. Okay. And it is really cool because in the beginning of it, it says that he lifted up his eyes toward the disciples and the people. So he had just called these apostles disciples. And so in this in this chronological order, he just called them, and now he's telling them about the kingdom of God, and it's really cool, because he's, he called them, now he's teaching them, and he's also not just teaching him, he's teaching that the whole people that are listening, the multitude that's listening, so thought I'd mention that. Okay, so the blessings and the woes. So, the blessings, um, it's mostly, like, it seems like very sufferings in a way, because it's talking about blessing, are you poor, blessed are you hungry, blessed are you weeping, blessed are people that, blessed are you and mean hate you, and <laughs> revile you and exclude you, and cast your name as evil, like, it seems all these things seem very negative, so I'm like, why am I being blessed for that? But, 
It's these sufferings, they bring us blessings only when they are endured through discipleship for the Son of Man's sake, like it says in verse 22, for the Son of Man's sake. If it's because we are serving God that these things are happening, it's probably why these things are happening. And then that's okay because, like it says, blessed are you poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. There's blessings that come with these struggles and these sufferings um, because you're a follower of Jesus and that you're a disciple of Jesus. These things come forth because of it. But then there's an equal part of woes that the each four of the blessings have a contradicting woe. And I think woe is such a fun word to say. That's so sidetracked. But woe is such a fun word to say. Woe, woe, woe. Ah! That's fine. Okay. But woe to those who are rich. Okay. And then for you have received your consolation. Woe to to you who are full for you shall hunger. Woe to you who laugh now for you shall mourn and reap. Woe to you and all men speak well of you. For so so did their fathers to the false prophets. Woe. <laughs> That's just so funny. There's so many ways you could like take that woe. Anywho. But this specific woe <laughs> is basically the contrasting of the blessings that we just heard before. So, woe to the rich is the one that stuck out to me. And it's not necessarily like condemning money in particular or having a lot of money, but it's partic- particularly condemning the love of money and the preference for the earthly possessions rather than the kingdom of God. So that's kind of what that was talking about because I feel like that can be kind of skewed if you're just reading it like that okay then we go to 20 verse 27 through 36 let me tell you what these verses are like spitfire from jesus all red letters and i love it okay so it talks about giving and giving not necessarily just with money but with our time with our all these things with with um like lending and borrowing and the coolest thing is we need to be giving but giving freely and the coolest part of it that stuck out to me was in verse 35 that it says hoping for nothing in return hoping for nothing in return wow that really stuck out to me because most often we want our share and sometimes we're rightfully so being like, yeah, I, I want my share, my part, and what I deserve. But we need to be giving, hoping for nothing in return. Wow. What if we just gave because we wanted to give? No, without an arterial, I can't say the word without a motive behind it (laughs) what if we just gave and we decided to give and to i don't know just give freely and there's so much freedom in that and i feel like i don't know that's so humble it's honestly humbling to be able to do that so that was really really interesting and then in verse 37 through 42 it talks about what you give out. This is what I said. What you give out, expect it to be given back to you. So, if you give out judgment, expect to be judged. <laughs> if you get out condemnation, expect to be condemned. 
And then it's the opposite. If you do not condemn, you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. For the same measure, and this is verse 38, for the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And it's like, do unto others, like, you know, as you would like to do unto you. But it's so true. If you sow in hope to people, if you sow in joy to people and you used to sow in that, you'll be able to receive that back. If you sow in compassion, you'll be able to receive compassion back. If you sow in um, forgiveness, I mean, not often, so it's pretty much from, from God, <laughs> you'll be able to receive forgiveness back. Because if you forgive others, God will forgive you. If you do not forgive others, God will not forgive you, says in Matthew. So, really, really beautiful. Then, in verse 39, Jesus says a parable that we all know very well, you know, to not to perceive the the log in your own eye instead of looking at the speck in the other person's eye. It kind of all goes back to not judging and not, not um, forgiving and not condemning whenever you have something that you need to work on in your own eye. Um. And I feel like that perspective is always so humbling and always so good to think about, even for me, for everybody, that we all need to, like, check ourselves. Like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like, we hear, we hear all the time. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? Alrighty. Then in verse 43 through the rest of the chapter, it talks about two different parables or two different things that Jesus is saying. The first one is talking about trees and fruit. It says, call, it's talking about how you will know a tree by its fruit and by what it bears. Every tree is known by its own fruit. So, what fruit are you bearing? If you're bearing apples, you might be, you might be an apple tree. So, what fruit you're bearing, it shows who you serve, who you have roots in. And that, if that's not Jesus then your fruits are going to bear it. You're going to fruit have some impatient fruit. You're going to have some anger fruit, some wrath fruit. So what fruits are we, are we bearing the fruits of the Spirit? Galatians 6, Galatians 5, Galatians 5. The peace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Faithfulness and self-control. Those are the fruits that we need to bear. Then they can show you who you're serving. So check fruits. Check your fruits. Also check other people's fruits. And then they're known by those fruits. So. You'll know them by their fruits. I've said fruits a lot. Okay. <laughs> the second one is talking about building your house on the rock. And it's the coolest thing ever. So 47, it says, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show him. So you whom he is like. He is a man building a house, dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. So Jesus is the rock in this situation. When the flood rose, stream beat violently against that house and it could not shake it for it was founded on the rock jesus so that is what we need to be we need to be power foundation in jesus like it says but also the contrary talking about the foundation that is without a foundation and the stream beat violently and immediately fell and the ruin of that house was great because they didn't have a foundation of jesus so these two parables kind of go together in some ways in the way in the way I was thinking about because the tree 
if it isn't if it isn't rooted in Christ, it's gonna bear bad fruit. And then also, if it's not rooted and our foundation isn't in Jesus, then our house will be ruined. It'll fall, and great will be the fall. So it just it shows how much important it is. How much important? How very important it is to keep God at the center and keep Him at our foundation and keep deep roots with Jesus. Alrighty, friends. Thank you so much for joining me for Podcastmas Day 6. I'm so excited to be able to do this every day in the month of December. I hope that you got something out of it. Let me know your takeaways in the comments below, and I will see y'all next tomorrow for Podcastmas Day 7. Alrighty, friends. Bye!